Welcome, folks, to the Goose Gossip Podcast. I'm your host, Levi Gerke. Thank you for tuning in. I have on a lot of great guests that come on to the show. Also have an Instagram and Facebook. Just look up the Goose Gossip Podcast. Helps you stay updated with new guest speakers as well as some great content. This podcast is brought to you by the following. Molt Gear. For 16 years, Molt Gear has been bringing the hunt hard, hunt alive philosophy with their lineup of calls, instructional material, and apparel. Each call is tuned by the owner of three-time World Live Goose Calling Champion Scott Trinan, based in the heart of Goose Country, Rochester, Minnesota. Check them out at www.moltgear.com. Dakota Decoy Company, established in 2007. Dakota Decoy Company has built and grown the company to offer a full lineup of top-quality decoys, blinds, and accessories that you, the demanding hunter, not only expects, but deserves. Located in Vermilion, South Dakota, along the Missouri River. Or check them out on www.dakotadecoy.com. Premium gunning decoys for demanding hunters. Mallard Bay is an Airbnb-style marketplace for discovering and booking guided hunting and fishing adventures. The Mallard Bay platform was built by sportsmen for sportsmen, and their mission is to help expand access to affordable and successful hunting by connecting you with verified outfitters across the U.S. You can browse trips and prices by state or species, select the dates you'd like to go, message outfitters, and make your deposit with a credit card. Fastest and easiest way to book a guided trip with a verified outfitter, go to www.mallardbay.com. Other guys outfitters, home to one of the biggest concentrations of waterfowl in the United States. Great people, great hunting. Reach out to them on their Instagram and message them to book your hunt now or you will not want to miss out on their hunts next year. Bourbon Media prides themselves in being the leader in all things digital marketing for the outdoors industry. Websites, social media management, paid advertising, SEO, logo and design, and content creations. Focus more on your business and let the professionals at Bourbon Media increase your company's digital profits. Contact them on Instagram or Facebook at Bourbon Media or reach out to them on their website at bourbon-media.com. Webfoot Waterfowl Co., the most comfortable and trustworthy lanyards you can buy. Many options available from color to size. Head over to their website, www.webfootwaterfowl.com. As well, you can find them on Instagram. Go check out their product. I have several of their lanyards. Love every single one I have. K2 Coolers, established in 2011 with a commitment to design a quality cooler that would give years of reliable service at very affordable prices. Located in Broussard, Louisiana, check them out at www.k2-coolers. When you think of K2 coolers, think real value, real cold. Big thank you out to all my listeners for enjoying this podcast as much as I do. It is great hearing from all the great feedback from all my listeners. Sit back and enjoy this episode. Blevis, Blevis, right? Blevins, yeah. Blevins, Jesus. Oh, that's See, all I, right. I told you. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, ever since I've been little, we've uh, trophies and everything. They spell it wrong. They say it wrong, so it's no big deal. So, Right on. Where, yeah. where are you from, John? We're from O'Fallon, Missouri, which if people are familiar with St. Louis, home of the Cardinals, uh, yeah. won a few World Series. But yeah, we're just west of there, probably about 45 minutes or so. Okay. Yeah. And how long have you been hunting your entire life then? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, I started going probably about seven or eight years old. I didn't, wasn't allowed to carry a gun with my uncle or my brothers until I was probably 12. Okay. You know, mainly starting off quail hunting and things like that, like what we had back in Missouri. And then my uncle really got in me, uh, got me into duck and goose hunting when I was younger. And then once I shot my first honker, that was it, man. It was I've been over. hooked ever since. Really? I mean, yeah. have you remembered that, remembered that experience from day one? Oh yeah. Really? You know, and I... It's um, it's it's gonna show my age, but I grew up, you know, goose hunting back in the uh, days when Southern Illinois used to winter close to a million geese. Really? Oh yeah, and it's it's hard to explain that to somebody what that's like unless you've experienced. I mean, just yeah. when you would get done hunting that day, uh, that's all you could hear in your head just ringing was geese. You get in the shower that night before you go to bed, you, that's all you could hear is honkers. I mean, it was just, uh, it was the days where the refuges would hold, you know, several hundred thousand, yeah. you know, on one different refuge. I mean, so you go down to Southern Illinois and to different counties down there, they had different refuges and some would hold 
two or three hundred thousand, some would own a hundred thousand, all the way down to Real Foot and Ballard County, Kentucky. And and then I was fortunate living in Missouri, we had the Swan Lake Zone, which is, oh, people probably heard of Habitat Flats. It's pretty right. much right next to them. And uh, they used to winter a lot of geese up there, too. And so it was really cool. I got to grow up in that area and, you know, pretty much cut my teeth during that, you know, time. Right. Um, just, and it was neat because it was also, Tim Grounds was kind of revolutioning the uh, short read goose call back then. Okay. You know, it, everybody was tuning the old day 50s. I don't even know if you know what one of no, them are. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's here to listen yeah. to it. You know? So you get an old guy in the booth, you get to hear about that. But yeah, you had guys like Tim Grounds, the McCree brothers, Gary and Alan McCree. They would tune old day 50s for people. Right. And yeah, and then, you know, Tim's, you know, cut one down and it just kind of changed the whole world of goose calling back then. What's your opinion? on what you've seen change in the waterfowl aspect across the board, calling, decoys, hunting, and even these, um, you know, big refuges that hold a lot of birds in the past. I mean, what's your opinion as the past or the past has changed now, you know? Yeah, there's so much that has changed. I mean, like my uncle would, I mean, I have a whole trailer full of DSDs. And really? Probably more than we could ever use. And he would... Well, God rest his soul, we lost him last year. I mean, he was a World War II vet. He lived a great okay. life. But, uh, yeah, he would, uh, <laughs> if he knew actually what we spent on goose hunting now. I mean, I'm talking back then, you had 12 standard shells. You were a goose hunter. You were you know, a goose yeah. hunter? No trailer, no, you know, anything like that. So No blinds even? Uh, well, I mean, back then, everything was like pits or, okay. you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, it was cool. And I... It was really neat uh, growing up in that era because even though there were that many geese, sometimes you'd have to hunt all day just yeah. to kill your birds, you know. And so, uh, like right now, Missouri, we do pit. We I like hunting pits. It was hard swinging some of my buddies, especially my younger buddies. You know, we used A-frames, lay down blinds. I mean, I remember when Ron Latchaw, I don't know if you know who he is, he's he's the one that came up with the first lay down blind from Final Approach. I mean, that was the first blind, you know. I remember when he came out with those, we actually took some up to Canada and was like, well, we try, we'll try these things. We don't know. Yeah. It was unreal, you know, how well they worked. And so, uh, it, like I said, it was cool getting to be in on the cutting edge of all the way things change right. from, um, you know, back in the day, you were either hunting a pit, you know, uh, or, you know, you'd have a old, like, wooden duck blind in the tree line or something like that. I mean, there was no such thing as, you know, lay down blinds or A-frame blinds, right. you know, other, you know, so... Um, the big changes is the mobility, I think, uh, now as to, as opposed to then, um, refuge geese. I mean, that's all we hunted back then. I mean, right. now what we're hunting, uh, across the Midwest, I'm sure everybody sees them, especially where we are. There's a lot of center pivot lakes. Okay. And so the geese are, you know, I don't, some of the refuges at home, they just don't hold the birds. And I think a lot of them hang short, you know, they get caught in Minnesota, Northern Iowa, Southern Minnesota, you know, especially over, I guess, Fergus Falls, I guess, is a yep. big holding area for them. Uh, we just don't get the migrators like we used to. We still get them. We kill a lot of Churchill, Manitoba bands, which um, that's that's pretty cool that we still see birds from, you know, Manitoba hitting Missouri and that kind of thing. Because there for a while when the geese disappeared, uh, when it warmed up, everybody's like, oh, you know, we're not going to get any migrators anymore. Yeah. No, we still get them. They just, I think there's more habitat for them in smaller forms with all the pivot lakes, the subdivision ponds, and you name it, they're just spread out. Yeah. So. But you, is there anything that disturbs you, what has changed, or you just, you know, this is what it is now, and I'm going to just make the best of it, or does some of the things that happen within the outdoors, like, community, like, kind of disturb you with how things are rolling out? Um, I mean, it's, you know, everything changes, and I mean, you know, I sit and talk to some of my older buddies from Southern Illinois, and, you know, and we, you know, we, it's it's cool to reminisce. I remember right after Tim passed, Hunter, his son, put a um, form out there, and one of my buddies called and said, hey, man, you need to look at this and, you know, give your opinion on it. And, I mean, it was neat. You know, he put a, actually it was a post of, you know, the different refuges down there, how many geese they had. And it was neat hearing from the old guys again that you'd run into, right. you know, and, um so, I mean, it was a big camaraderie, camaraderie I guess you, I can't speak, my wife's a speech pathologist, can you believe that? So, anyway. Hey, I run a podcast, and sometimes I just sit there and stutter. stutter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just the way it goes. Yeah, but, go on. But yeah, it was, um, the the changes, if you're not willing to roll with them, yep. 
you're gonna be sitting in the cold and complaining to you to your too old you know too old to go anymore and you know so you change and you know and that's what we started doing when we stopped getting the geese we started going to where they were right and you got to change your activity levels too when you start to generate differences when the flyways change and everything of that nature too you know like that's you, right you got to move where they are you can't yeah. be mad at other people because it's not everybody else's fault they're no. a bird they're on their own nature path yeah you know so i mean they're a wild animal they're gonna their main goal i mean is to survive and eat survive and eat and reproduce in the spring that's it that's yeah. their only three priorities and so you know when you figure that out and realize it's no one else's fault yeah uh, and uh yeah you just go do it i mean there's you know um a lot of different opinions about why they've done this or that it's it's just a wild well, bird, that's, man that's why i yeah. asked you because you know you have a lot more knowledge than i'll ever have at the age that i'm at and i like to hear your perspective from a yeah. person that has years and years and years into it because it's not all about the positive you know and it's right. great to hear that you know you understand the process of it and i want to talk to some more people that have a lot of knowledge and a lot of years behind it because i want to see where this backlash is you know Right. And where, right. where where there might be a gap that could be filled, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of the older guys point the finger to this, that, and, you know, the other. I mean, then they, you know, they criticize, you know, well, the younger generation, this or that. You know, I mean, I got one of the guys I hunt with all the time. He, he's actually a um, um, regional director for Delta Waterfowl. I took him on his first goose hunt when he was five years old. Yeah. And he's hunting with me today. He went to college out in north carolina and long but anyway he moved back yeah and so we get to hunt together all the time and it's you know just the you know we're we're pretty far apart in age but i mean it's it's pretty neat that you know um just watching what he and his buddies do and i mean they go at it hard i mean yeah. chasing ducks and geese you know all over you know which is it's nice to have and it, we did that when we were younger yeah it's just i kind of forgot that that's that i went that much <laughs> and uh <laughs> but i you know and it was like i said we i really got into we made uh we took a shipping container buried it in the ground ran electric to it and so that's what we hunt one of our pivot lakes we got this big giant shipping container pit yeah. and you can live in it it's so nice and uh and at first you know they were like this old guy's off his rocker what are you thinking <laughs> yeah. and i said you know well when i grew up what i learned with hunting geese was sometimes you got to be able to wait them out okay and if your belly's growling at 11 o'clock because you got there at 5 30 or even 4 to set up and get ready and it's hasn't even reached freezing for today most people leave you yep. know how many geese we kill between 11 o'clock and 2 o'clock really oh it's unreal but most people are gone yeah but when you got something when your belly's full and you look at me i like to have my belly full <laughs> same here same here <laughs> and that's why i was eating a cookie before we started yeah, absolutely <laughs> um and he didn't offer me one in case you guys oh, were wondering parker so get that, him that, one that, here no, that's all right that's all right I, my, if my wife was listening she'd be like good for him but uh no it you know so if your belly's full and you're warm you're gonna sit out there and you know we just have a good time we all sit around yeah. you know you know before my last dog passed away i mean he would go out and get one goose, and that'd be all he'd want to do. But, I mean, you know, he gets to lay in the pit. And you love that part of that, seeing oh, that, it too. Oh, great. You yeah. Know? I mean, you know, just to see him to still be able to go and, you know, go out and get one birdie, come back in, hey, you know what, somebody throw me a biscuit, I'm done, you know. And, yeah. and um, you know, it's a it's just a cool place to hang out, you know. I got a question for you. So yeah. I have on a lot of people that are around my age base or a little bit older. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said, you have a lot of years into this stuff. And I asked the question, what do you enjoy about the outdoors? Can you answer that? Um, man, it's, it just being there. I mean, I mean, everything, you know, the rat race of the world that we live in right now, I mm -hmm. mean, that's all gone when you're out there. You don't, you, nobody's thinking about it anymore. Um, you know, love having my dogs with me. That's one important thing to me. Um, but yeah, it's just, you shut the outside world out. You do. And you know, you it's, it's about you, your buddies, your dogs, and you know, are you going to get that next bunch to work or not? You right. Know? Do you almost like, you know, the saying of like you black out, you know, in the senses of where there's nothing else going on. Does that happen a lot for yourself when you're out in the field? It's so funny because my it's my wife always asks me, she says, how can you get up? And you I mean, I, I mean, I'm not trying to sound conceited in this. I would kill yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands of geese in our lifetime. Yeah. I mean, we just 
we've been going to Saskatchewan for 25 years. And, I mean, we when we started going first 10 years, we were the only Americans up in that part. Really? Oh, it was crazy. And That's awesome. So, I mean, we shoot a lot of snows, and, you know, we make good use out of them and everything else. But she says, how do you still have the drive at your age to keep going like that? And right. I said, when I see, as soon as I see them and they, them wings stop and them feet drop, it's, it's, it's the same as the first time I saw it. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and then I tell her, you're still as pretty as the first day. I yeah, there you, you go. Too. There you go. <laughs> when the door opens yeah. up and her face is yeah. a rose. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, it, it, it's never gotten old. And I mean, and, you know, even, you know, from honkers to, you know, where we hunt snows, they don't stage where they're, we're just getting them coming north and they're a mile high. And I remember yeah. taking some people out there the first time they ever been and they're like, there's no way they're going to come down. Yeah. And then five minutes later, after that tornado started, I mean, and you hear a bunch of guys ranging from, you know, teenagers all the way up into their 60s sitting there giggling like a bunch yeah. of little kindergartners. I mean, it's it's cool, man. I mean, there's there's no other way to describe it. I mean, um, you know, I think we're all in it for the same reason. It's right. just that rush you get. And um have you had this have you had the same group throughout the years too like yeah i mean pretty much i mean a lot of the uh you know i started hunting with my uncle when he got older he just he actually moved down to texas so it's just me and you know a couple buddies and we've picked up a couple buddies along the way but it's pretty much been a really tight-knit group and yeah you know um just people we meet that you know we think are nice people we take them hunting and then of course all the farmers once they realize you don't have to sit in a muddy field and freeze to death and you can eat biscuits and gravy in the morning and you know a, yeah a you guys got to figure it out oh yeah the good big blackstone <laughs> if you ever met garrett my uh, like i said that guy works for delta you'd understand i mean he's yeah six five and hey that's what he said you don't get this big without you know knowing how to cook and <laughs> yeah. that boy can put it on i'll tell you that so, so you know the long years that you've had this camaraderie with these friends is that a different level of camaraderie then because you already know what's going on there is no stress on hunting it's just we know we're all know we all know what we're doing. We all know how to set these decoys up. Now we can just kick back and enjoy. And is that level just so extreme? I mean, it's it's the coolest thing because uh, you know I've hunted with, gone on hunts different places with different people, and I mean, it gets stressful and people yeah. get stressed out. They get mad at each other and everything else. And um, you know, I guess I'm considered the so-called ringleader in our group, but I mean it's that we've all hunted together for yeah. I, I that's the last thing i want to do is say hey go move this or move that but they want you to do that well they all we all know what it, we're all going to do it's just right. like playing hockey with you know the bunch of same guys on the same line you guys have been playing together for so long you know what to do right and uh so i mean there's there's really no bickering or arguing you know and we have just as much fun brushing the pits in and cleaning decoys as we do you know getting out there the first day and throwing everything together and you know um that kind of thing um yeah, I mean, it's once you've been doing it for so long, it's with the same group of guys. Everybody just knows what to do and yep. that kind of thing. Because this is supposed to be fun. There's not, it is. You, there, you're not, there's no reason to stress out about it. Absolutely you know, not. Because that group didn't work. You know, it's, not it's, the end of the it's world. nobody's fault. Yeah. You know, oh, somebody pie-faced them. Well, you know what, so what? There'll be another group tomorrow, or if that was the last group of the day, who cares, you know? We're out here to have fun. You're not watching a YouTube video of how to hunt. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So, yeah. When's your first day then out in the field this year? Um, it's hard to say. With uh, Usually uh, dove season is usually what we kick off September 1st, you know, so that'd be, you know, that's a big tradition back home. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that might be the first one. I When we're up here, we keep flirting with the idea of running over to North Dakota, you know, uh, which we probably need to do sometime. Uh, well, next year, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that in between. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know, it, it'd be a fun time to do. Uh, I know it's... Uh, Have you ever went to North Dakota? Uh, a long time ago, but first, okay. before I went to Saskatchewan, I went to North Dakota, and then I looked, and I said, why don't we just go to Saskatchewan? And my buddy's like, okay, well, why didn't you say that to begin with? And I was like, well, I didn't know anybody, anybody was willing to go that far. And so, <laughs> yeah. long story short, we'd just been going there ever since. But yeah, I mean, it'd be fun to go there and chase some honkers in the early season and, uh, you know, just kind of knock the rust off the but gun and whatnot. So This year, it's a good thing that we didn't go because they haven't been cutting any wheat. A lot oh, of hunters over really? there complaining because they don't get concentrated on the the certain harvest that is happening. They right. just they just meander around and all split up, just trying to find something. Yeah, just that, trying to find yeah. something. They don't mm -hmm. get they don't they're not into any groove. Yeah, they're all still in their you know early stages. Yeah. not even early goose. You know what I mean? So, well, believe it or not, when we uh, we used to get to Saskatchewan early in September, and when the snows are coming down, if the 
you know, if there's nothing off yet, usually peas are some of the first thing that go off up there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, in the early parts of the game for us, that was no big deal because we never saw anybody. But you get up there now, I mean, there's enough people that know and they're running around that, you know, if harvest really hasn't been going, it's tough. I yeah. mean, and then the birds get banged up and they just keep moving. You know what I mean? But if yeah. they've got enough fields to, you know, stuff, you know, harvest is going and fields are getting cleaned off, it's, uh, you know, it's good. But I could see that over there. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I'm going to take a turn here. Yeah. I've been having a lot of vendors on. We haven't even mentioned your <laughs> your booth here. Oh, yeah. How's H&M going on over there? Oh, good. I mean, uh, we love coming to Minnesota and appreciate all the people that come out and see us every year. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's uh, it's 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 our family's brand so i mean just like you know i'm passionate about you know goose hunting i mean everything in there that we do i mean i could tell you every piece of clothing we got there's a story behind it i mean you yeah. know it's a photo of a duck hunt i was on or a goose hunt i was on or a dog That's cool. or something or you know something my daughter you know macy and sam and uh her boyfriend sam are really involved in the business now and yep. so you know she's been helping design from day one so that's awesome um yeah we're just having fun with it. where did hurricane marsh come from yeah you know we get that question especially when we go down to the <laughs> gulf everybody's like how i know y'all get tornadoes up there but how in the world do you get hurricanes in the middle of the country well yeah so i bought a farm in illinois for duck hunting and i name every spot i hunt and uh so when I bought it, it flooded, and I was kind of disappointed. I asked the farmer, I said, hey, is it flood like this all the time? Because I was worried about getting food in. And he's like, oh, don't worry, water's in and out like a hurricane. So I looked at my buddy who was standing there, I said, ah, call it, we'll call this one Hurricane Marsh. And so when the clothing brand started, my daughter's like, daddy, that's because it's something to do with our family. That's a perfect name for it right there. Yeah. So it's just kind of stuck. And, you know, oh. I remember the first show we ever did, a buddy of mine builds layout boats called County Line Layout Boats out of Concordia, Missouri. Okay. He called me and said, hey, I got a booth at Rogers, and I guarantee you bring them hoodies up you made, you'll sell every one. And I was like, yeah, whatever. So me and my wife loaded up the truck and went up there and threw some stuff out, and he even gave us half our booth. He was so confident, and we sold everything, and we were like, ah, this is a fluke. Then we went to Memphis like a month later after we printed up some more stuff, and then we kind of like, you know what, this is this is serious. You know, we need to start taking it serious, and yeah. you know, we uh, so it's just it, it turned from a hobby what we did on the weekend. Like I mentioned, my wife was a speech pathologist. I retired from the fire service at the beginning of the year. Oh, wow. Been a fireman most of my life. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and you you know you talk about camaraderie with your hunting buddies. I mean, you don't. That takes work. it to another level on oh, the firehouse yeah. side too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, because you're. Same group of guys, 48 hours straight, and yeah. dealing from everything that you could ever imagine with. I, and know. I didn't know what you firehouse people go through, because I started watching like a TV series. Obviously, it's like made up, but it's like sure. trying to bring it to reality. And it made me like respect like like 911 assistant people, you know what I mean? Just like crazy what you guys would go through, you know? People oh, don't see it. It's, you know, and you just, you know, it's just what we do. Right. And, um... You know, it's, uh, there's, uh, there's, it just takes a special person to do it. Cause I right. mean, you see every awful thing that you could ever imagine that could happen to a human being and you got to deal with it. Cause these people, they're calling you at the worst moment of their life yep. and you're there to make it better. And so, you know, it's, uh, you Is don't, it? it's just like duck and goose hunting. You got to love to do it or you wouldn't do it. So. so as being a firefighter and you say you're retired now, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean. Each year you did that, did you just, like, your mindset on hunting and being around your family and hunting even with your daughter and this and that, like, did your exposure to, like, soaking it up even more, like, expand? Like, actually looking at it completely different than just, you know? It's, it's you know, so I took a, an approach when I left the firehouse, my helmet went on the shelf, and that's where it stayed till I came back okay. in. And because, you know, uh, my family came first. You know, God, family, country. I mean, that's that's, that's me. Go. You know. Yeah. And so, you know, when I was there, it was 100% every day. I mean, that's that's what you got to be. Yep. And uh, but when I get home, you know, it was all about my family and, you know, what what we had to do. And, um, you know, goose hunting and duck hunting was a good stress release. You know, most of the guys I hunt with are either uh, firefighters or police officers. And, uh, you know, uh, so. It, it you know you get out there and somebody's had a rough day you sit there and talk about it or you know they had a rough call or something you go over it and, you know and it's all good you know right you know because uh, most of, we all understand what they went through and you know so it's um, it's and that's what's cool about duck and goose hunting in my opinion especially it's a social 
event. It is. You know, I mean, I turkey hunt, love the turkey hunt. Yeah. But you can't really sit there and jibber-jabber about what you guys did last night or anything like that. Or And the other thing know. is you can't fit six guys in going turkey hunting or oh. deer hunting or elk hunting or any no. other animal. No, you're exactly right. In pheasant hunting, you're, you're walking. You're supposed to be split up. Right. I think waterfowl is the only one where you can be literally shoulder to shoulder with somebody. Oh, yeah. And you can see their facial expressions and everything that given second. Yeah. Or if it, nothing's going on, you're just cutting it up. Yeah, you're just, you're goofing off, and all of a sudden somebody's like, oh, get out right there. And you're like, oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times, like, especially in the spring, it, it's uh, this, we built uh, the farmer that uh, we hunt snows on, man, he's just a great guy. And after I got to know him, he's like, hey, why don't you run electric down to the lake and put in a big concrete. So we poured like a 24-foot long, 10-foot wide, 8-foot deep concrete pit that you could live in that, Joker. I mean, it's nice. Yeah. And, but in the spring, we're always sitting back on the edge of it, you know, up on the pit lid. And I don't know how many times you're sitting there. And, I mean, you know, you hear all of a sudden you hear them Rossi's bark. Yeah. And you're like, doggone it, we got busted. And you look up, and there will be about 10 or 20 of them just, I mean, it's tight as they can be just dropping in and everybody's you know sitting there got their eyes peeled up you know trying to look under the perimeter cap and and uh you know it's just stuff like that you know it's just so cool and you know things people just don't get to experience or understand and you know and half the time we end up getting into them they don't see us you yeah. wait till they you know get out and they make a turn and everybody drops down in the pit you hear cups falling you know chairs falling <laughs> you know yeah. all that kind of stuff and yeah but it's 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 all good stuff you like spring snow geese or do you like fall snow geese oh man that's a tough one um <laughs> i got you know, one out of you i got one out yeah, of yeah that's that's a tough one i mean the just the sight of seeing them fall from so high I mean that that's cool. I mean when you're we're spring when we're in the fall we're just hunting we're hunting feeds you know I mean right. put in the windshield time the day before find them you know set up there the next morning and you know they're just coming off the roost or whatever and whereas there you know you're just there's days you may sit out there and you only get in the one bunch you know and mm -hmm. then there's some days you can't do you know I, one of the most memorable hunts I had everybody's like oh it's gonna be a north wind tomorrow I said but it's gonna be sunny oh, no nah, they ain't gonna migrate no one shows up. You just lay out there by Sit yourself? There and shoot 20-something by myself, and finally, just like, I got to clean all these, and <laughs> I could be at the firehouse tomorrow, and meanwhile, my phone's blowing up, and yeah. I was like, well, I told you, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, we came up with this saying, the best time to go spring snow goose hunting is when you can. That's it. When you can. When you just, can. Just when you can. When you can. Because they're, they're the most unpredictable goose I've ever yeah. tried to hunt my whole life. And they, the, and you just, to this day, you just probably don't even let them frustrate you. No. No, I mean, like I said, this is about enjoyment. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, uh, you know, when you start letting it stress you out, I mean, go go play golf or something. I don't know what to tell you because, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's that, this is not, not supposed to be stressful at all. No. No. Because it's just that one time. Yeah. You know, and that's why you keep going out. So it's like, you got to, why beat yourself up about waiting for that one time when it's like, it could come at any moment. Yeah. You know, you can't pick that, choose that moment, you know. Oh, so. I mean, I, I've been in pits with people where a group didn't work and guy jumps out, I guess, whatever he calls himself, head guy or whatever, but <laughs> he'll go around and start tucking everybody's grass around their hole, moving every decoy. And, yeah. you know, I get it. I mean, you know, if, if a bunch doesn't work and, you, you you know, we'll do that. We'll sit there and you think we got, you know, the floaters in the wrong spot? You know, yeah, let's move a few. Let's just see, you know, yeah. or something like that, you know. And, you know, but to sit there and try to get all worked up about it, I mean, you're ruining your hunt and you're ruining everybody else you're with too, yep. you know. So, I mean... You know, exactly. if, if if I gotta say anything to everybody, you know what? Just sit back, relax, and enjoy it. That is because you gotta like, go to work sometime, and you know. Then you're gonna be like, "Gosh, I wish I, I wish wasn't I was at work." work. Yeah, wish yep. I was at work. Or yep. sorry, I wish no, not at work. Sorry, but at hunting. Yeah, I wish I was out <laughs> in the field doing it. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. So. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, you gonna be here all weekend then? Yeah, we'll be here uh, until uh, Sunday at uh, five o'clock. I missed last weekend. I know Macy said some people wondering. We and my wife actually went down to the World Deer Expo in Birmingham, and we did okay. that show. So, yeah, they changed the date, so uh, we wanted to definitely be at Game Fair and didn't want to miss that one either. So, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'll have to come back over and. 
buy some uh, H&M stuff. So. Yeah, we have a bunch sitting there. So. <laughs> you do have yeah. a bunch sitting there. Thank you so much, John. Right. Thanks, Levi. I appreciate it. Take care. Right. Mikey. Howdy, man. Mikey Soberano. What? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? It's going great, dude. Game Fair is hot as shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't. It is hot. In the last, like, two. Well, you were here last weekend. You were in Nodak. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Get my ass kicked by some yeah. bonkers. How was that? It was not great, dude. We shot 10 birds the whole time. And you shot some pigeon. We shot 100 pigeons out of a <laughs> silo, which was fucking wicked. Goes up to Nodak, shoot geese, and yep. shoots pigeon. Yeah. Mikey, you're professional. Oh, I know. What else are you professional at? Not much, dude. Fucking up. I'm a professional fuck up. <laughs> no, you're not. If you ask Jeff, I am. Yeah, Jeff has a lot to say about you. Yeah, he does. He's trying to get you a lady all the time, though. I don't just know if a, he's... It's just in the wrong way. Yeah, no. Like, he walks up to a girl. He's like, hey, do you want a, de- or, uh, a guy that your parents will fucking hate and a total fuck up? Well, here's your guy. Points at me. There's... <laughs> <laughs> Just bad. I you were telling me that story, and then I I seen it firsthand when he was like, Anna, you single? She goes, Yeah, or whatever, and something <laughs> like that. And he goes, You met Mikey, and he starts going off, and I'm oh. just like, I'm like, Oh my god. Yeah, no, I don't know how I get treated like this. I'm not even talking to her. I'm just sitting there, yeah. minding my own business, and Jeff's just instantly. Why don't you have any snapbacks? You can't snap back to Jeff, or he just comes on ten times worse. Really? Oh, yeah. It's bad. You gotta just... No, not snap him back in, like, aggressive way. Just, like, more wisdom. Like, you should be gaining his wisdom while he gives it to you. So, I don't... You know, man? So, I, it's one of those deals. I I can't, though. Like, it's just Jeff. He's just there being Jeff. So, he's your dad? Pretty much. Okay. Just not blood-related? We don't know. Canada. You excited? Yeah, man. Really? Should be fun. Um, is this your first year, second year, third year? Uh, I went last spring, and then this will be my first fall. First fall? Yeah. Uh, any any nervousness from you? Not really. Just a little bit of... Chopper. I don't know what else. It's I'm nervous to go up. It's my first time like going up there in the fall. Running, yeah. but I was You up got there, it. I was up there last spring. It was cool. Yeah. People are really nice up there. Like Food good? Yeah, relatively. Relatively? When you're starving. Maple syrup? No, I didn't have any the entire time I was you up there. You got to. No. Did you see like any maple. moose? I didn't see a moose. I saw a bunch of buffalo. Really? You have buffalo up there? And a farm. Oh, I guess. That's true. What about, is there, their acreage is pretty much the same from like the Midwest or what kind of lay of land is like Canada compared to it? I'd say it's States. like North Dakota. Like You think? Lot, so? Okay. Yeah. It's got rollies, doesn't it? Rolling hills. Yep. There's a couple like tree windbreaks and stuff, but it's mostly wheat, peas. Okay. Stuff like that. It's not, no corn, no beans, nothing like that. It's just. I've heard Rolling that you gotta you gotta have plot maps and you, your phone don't work in most places. No, so they have this thing called iHunter and you just gotta buy like a section. So it's like fifteen bucks for a section of ground to, and then it comes up with farmers' names and stuff. Okay, it's like Onyx, just not as good. Just a different format. Yeah, gotcha. Um, what are you doing after Canada then? Going back to Kansas, working for Wing Chasers. Okay, that's your hometown, hometown or home stomping State. grounds. Yeah, yeah, my stomping grounds. Do you like Kansas? Oh yeah, that's my never gonna place. leave. Doubt it. Really? Maybe. What do you love the most about it? Just home. Really? Yeah. That's just as simple as you can explain it. Yeah, it's home. My family's there. I got all my friends. I've grown up there my whole life. So, um, what's your favorite thing about the outdoors? I've asked the question quite a few times, so I, I need your perception of it too. I just meet new people. There's always okay. like that's what I like guiding. Every day is a new customer, new people to meet. You get you meet people that are multi-million dollars flying on jets and stuff and then you got guys that are local mechanics that are just coming up to yeah saving for three years to buy a hunt and those conversations like are they vastly different or are they kind of generic across the board from honestly they're like once you get in that hunting everything goes away privilege doesn't exist much really? like it's just people is there people that do have like a like they're just like their shoulders are so high and oh everything. yeah you get those one percenters that are just that think they're really rich and they're total douchebags, but they don't have like the g- guys that actually have shitloads of money are the coolest guys you'll ever meet and the nicest. The nicest. Isn't just, that the fucked up thing? Oh yeah, it's the guys that think they have money that think they want to that control stuff are the douchebags, and then the guys that actually have money are just like, "What's up? What do you want me to do? Yeah, what can I do? Do a lot of a lot of clientele? Do they help set up and everything of that nature? Uh, it depends. Like in Kansas, it's we mostly set up for snows. We up there, we uh, 
we set the spread and then they help pick up sometimes if not okay. it's whatever um what do you enjoy the most about guiding talking to people i honestly my favorite things to see a guy who saved up all this money and go on the best time of his life and it's experience he's going to have for the rest of his life really yeah what's the next step for you then hopefully owning my own outfitter eventually really mikey soberano outfitter I don't know if it's going to be called that. Oh, uh, Jeff. Uh, Jeff's illegitimate stepson's <laughs> outfitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff's punching bags outfitter. Yeah, pretty much. That'd be a good one. <laughs> I beg you a lot of do you just When you go to bed at night, do you just have nightmares of Jeff just reaming you? No, because I'm used to, like, when I work there, it was like every day, but everybody got a little bit of it, but mostly me, but it was still so fun. So did you leave Stanfield or did you get fired from Stanfield? No, I left. We, oh, okay. Like, we left on good terms. Yeah. I come to shows to oh, hang I out see with that. You, you, you kick yeah. it back with them. Oh, yeah. So, what, what did you ever leave? Just, like, it just... I wanted to be closer to home, honestly. Yeah. Like, it was kind of was hard leaving family. Yeah. But I've kind of grown a little bit, and so it's okay now to leave, be a little further. Going up and down the United, the United States and being up in Canada, you know, what states that you travel through and maybe stop and hunt, what's your favorite state? In the Central Flyway. The Central Flyway. Uh, Texas, honestly, is probably my favorite to hunt. Really? Just because of the diversity. You got ducks, geese. I've never shot cranes. Pigs cranes. You've shot cranes, right? Yeah. Did you those. guide? Oh, really? You don't like them? I hate them. Worst thing to hunt ever. Wow. I think they're fun. They're just hard to guide. Well, you're either going to beat the shit out of them or you're going to watch 5,000 cranes fly by and not. No. Yeah. And you can't really explain that to the clientele either. No. Because they're like, oh, they fucked up. But yeah. in all reality, it's probably the birds that just chose to do dif different dumb yeah. shit. Well, cranes are assholes, and like, if there's any sort of weather, they're like, nope, we're gonna sit on the roost and be loud as shit, and you're not gonna see us. Um, what's your favorite species, then, of the waterfowl? Probably wigeons, just because they're really? so stupid, and they love to give it up. They're like a fat girl. Yeah. <laughs> fat girl on prom night, they give it up easy. So you message Matt Judy all the time and go, let's go, man. I messaged him once last year, he's like, yeah, dude, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit um, So there's nothing else going on Except for now you're going to leave game fair And you're going to go straight up to Canada No hey? I'm going back to North Dakota to get my ass kicked a few more days No Yeah Really Going to hopefully be gone by Wednesday if my paperwork goes through Okay well don't don't send me any snapchats of dead geese Because I'm probably going to be working my day job while you're out oh, I'm gonna Doing be, everybody's dream It'll just be pigeons Oh really? Yeah mostly. That's lame as hell man Dude pigeon Have you ever been on a good pigeon hunt? No not good But I went with my buddy Justin Sears And it wasn't his fault It was cloudy and just really shitty out And the birds didn't want to come out Pigeons are the best thing to hunt honestly Like what? Other than waterfowl They're so fun Okay So those are your favorite bird? Maybe I've only been on one good one And it was just like We were just sitting there bullshitting And just shooting them It's like dove hunting But they come in flocks of 50 Yeah Have and you ever Did you ever go pheasant hunting When you're at Stainfield? Oh, uh, yeah. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. We just drove birds. It's a planted bird hunt, so it's not right. like... Yeah. You got to come to South Dakota and do some wild pheasant hunting. I did it in Kansas. I've done a bunch. Okay. That's what I grew up doing was pheasant stuff. Really? You guys have a good population of pheasants over there? No. no. I just did it a lot. We got our, we'd got go out, walk 10, 15 fields, shoot four birds. Great hunt. Do you ever look back at yourself five years ago, what you used to do, and are you happy with what you're doing now? Yeah. You know, right? I used to be a fucking idiot when it came to waterfowl. <laughs> Me and my buddies would roll up. We'd have like rebar and we'd put a camo netting around us and we'd call it a blind. Yeah. Throw out as many decoys as we could muster together and then just sit there and pray to God something would fly by. And now you're like, how fucking dumb was I? Yeah. And now you're taking it to the next step. And you, what do you think is going to take for you to create your own outfitter? Ah, uh, just getting a partner that I think's like can actually do it and we'll stick with it and right i got a buddy now that we've been talking about doing it for the last two years so okay hopefully it comes true once he graduates college do you think when these outfitters that get so old and they don't find somebody to take over it the whole company just retires and it might pan out for a lot of people like you with the thoughts of starting an outfitter that it might like market well because i don't think there's really any too late time to start an outfitter yeah i don't there's a smart I think the guys that are, one. I think the guys that are going to start it and stay, you're going to figure out like in the first year whose that is versus the kids that are just trying to, hey, let's go take daddy's money and go start this thing. That's what I'm saying. The right time to start it, like yeah. knowing knowledge and everything of that nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. I think once the, I hate seeing the old time. Like if once Jeff retires, Andy's going to take it over, and then 
like that thing. It's just like a family thing. Right. Which, I don't know. I don't think Jeff will ever retire. I think he'll just end up dying. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a flat out way to <laughs> yeah, say it. Yeah, well, no, he's going to retire and then he's going to be like sitting and he's going to be like his dad, Ron. Yeah. Just coming in every day pissed off and having fun. Just. So how was it uh, being around Ron before he passed away? I, was, I never got to meet him. He passed oh, away really? the summer before I started. Oh, shucks. Okay. I wish I would have met him. Yeah. Everybody says he would have like given me a lot of shit like Jeff, but he would have been. Oh, that would have been terrible for you, Ron and Jeff, just yeah, giving you the beans. So I heard a quote from Jeff. He was like, "Ron would have been like, yeah, that Mikey kid, he's a real dumb fuck, but I like him." <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, did you go over and swing over and talk to Jeff? Oh yeah, I've talked to him a bunch. Good deal. Well, yeah. well, we can end this talk, okay? Yeah. He has a like one more thing. He has a trap with a do- if for anybody at a. Game fair, and you see a dollar bill by the uh, boss booth. Do not touch it. No, he's doing that. Yeah, he's got a dollar bill there on top of dog shit. No, <laughs> yeah, they're just watching people do it. They're so fucked up. <laughs> and they grab it and they get. Yeah, no. One lady grabbed it, was like rubbing it on her nose, like trying to be all suspicious about it or and suspicious about it. And she got dog shit all over her. Some I watched some five year old kid pick it up, and his dad saw it. He was like, "No, stop." <laughs> they don't even know it's him doing no, it. No, Jeff and them and the boss guys are just die laughing. <laughs> Dog shit, dollar bills. Yep. Thanks, Mikey. Yeah. Thanks, Gilly. Got Mr. Garrett across from me. Garrett, how does it go? Pretty good. How's it going, Levi? Dude, it's getting. It, I, I've said it already like three times with the previous people, but it is hot. Like it is hot. It's a warm one out here. Last weekend was pretty warm, but this weekend it's 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 scorching. Yeah. Who are you here with? Uh, I'm here with Last Flight Calls. Okay, right on. And how long you been with them? I've been with Last Flight for about a month now. Kind of okay. new to their their side of things. Okay. And you you can rip on a call. Eh, not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Probably better than me. So that's not saying much. Oh boy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, what about hunting season? You say that you run uh, a snow goose outfit yep. with them. Yep. Uh, snow goose commanders. We got uh, Michigan, South Dakota, Missouri, and Arkansas. Oof. We're just getting ready to heat up. September 1st is our opening day up in Michigan, so we're getting pretty jacked for that. Uh, how much energy you got in your fingers right now? Ooh, I'm twitching. You are yet? If that, that tells you anything, I'm twitching. Yeah, exactly. Um, what do you look forward to the most coming up to this season, then? Uh, I like watching the dogs work and meeting new, meeting new people. Uh, okay. The clients are... Clients is... I, lo- I love taking new guys out, especially guys i never hunted with before. Um, right. Those Cajuns, uh, I love hunting with those Cajuns up in Michigan. They, it, they're in for a whole new ball game when they come hunt with me. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking about that, I mean, uh, the wide variety of people that you see, what do you, what do you enjoy about, um, like, different personalities? What do, what do you like the most about seeing different personalities? I, w- I would say their background for the most part. I like I like hearing how they got into the hunting world and okay. and whatnot. Um more or less I I like meeting a lot of new people. When you take a lot when you take some guys out hunting that never killed a Canada goose before and they killed a bunch of specks and snows down south and they come up and kill some Canada's it's yeah. It's a whole different feeling they get and uh it makes it makes a guy feel good when you get a bunch of compliments and you hear about that and right. whatnot. So um, what do you enjoy the most about the outdoors? Um, I just, to be honest, I personally like just being outside, um, working dogs. I, I, I love what God gave us. Uh, it, it's just some, something, uh, something of its own. Yeah. And you just live by that too then? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, sir. What are you going to take to the next step with your outfitter and things of that nature? Um, so we're working on North Dakota. Uh, we want to start guiding North Dakota and eventually uh, Canada, but it's a long process. Uh, we just introduced the Michigan division two years ago, so we're slowly starting to build that up. And once it gets to the point where our like our spring division, then we're going to start branching off and doing a little bit more. But um, right now we're just more or less we're focused on our Michigan division, getting everything built up for there. Our snow division's pretty pretty solid right now. Uh, whereabouts are you hunting South Dakota then? Uh, South Dakota, we're in uh, uh, central South Dakota, Redfield. Okay. Um, I think we spoke about that last yes, night. Yes, sir. Yeah. Because yep. I, and I forgot, I think. <laughs> yeah, you're from Mitchell, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Mitchell, yep. Mitchell, South Dakota. And Redfield's about two hours from Mitchell, I think. Or no, and it's about an hour and a half. So yeah. It's not that far, but... Um, do you, I think I already asked you this, but obviously we're on air now, but what did you enjoy the most about South Dakota? Cause I, 
I take so much pride in South Dakota, I guess. So, so what I like about South Dakota is it's a whole different feeling. Um, when we when we hunt Arkansas and Missouri, um, it's it's your it's your flooded rice fields and your mud and yeah. your trees. I like when you go to South Dakota, it's wide open, big prairie. Um, the camaraderie up there is just second to none. Um, the guys up in South Dakota are, are super, super awesome guys. Uh, all the land we hunt on, all those farmers, they're really cool, cool fellows. Uh, the wildlife in South Dakota, when we get there in the spring, I mean, everything's fully mature. It's all plumed yeah. out. Uh, and you, it's a waterfowler's paradise. If you're going up there in the spring, you got to bring a camera. You're yeah. going to kick yourself in the butt if you don't bring a camera. <laughs> That's for most definite. You run yourself a camera? A uh, little bit. I, I hire that out. It's hard to call the shot, run the dog, and work the geese and videotape at the same time. <laughs> but I have I know my fair share around the camera. So is that the dog that you take out then? Yes, sir. That's Sadie. Yep. Sadie pretty good? Oh, Sadie's a pretty good, pretty good dog. She's a meat Blind dog. Blind retrievers and everything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, blind retrieves like nothing. That's how she grew up. Can she roll over? No, no, she she don't know how to uh, shake or um, any we like commands like that. Nah, she sit, stay, heal, and back. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what that's, that's what she needs. Yeah, it's exactly it. How long have you had Sadie? Uh, Sadie, she just had a birthday. Uh, she just turned three about a month ago. Um, I got Sadie when she was four months, so about two and a half years. Right on. Yep. Um, did you have a dog before Sadie? No, nope, it was my first dog. What's that experience like? S- second to none. You, I mean. Going from training your own dog, um, never owning a dog before, and getting a dog, you know what you know what you want before you get it. I mean, I wanted a yellow lab, I wanted a duck dog. I didn't know how to train a duck dog when I first got it, and thankfully I have some very awesome friends that are in the dog training world, and they helped me out a lot with it. Um, the satisfaction I get from having the dog is, you know, you take, well, obviously I'm a waterfowl guide, so I hunt with new people almost every day, and see right. getting countless uh, compliments on the dogs retrieving and how good she's trained um it makes a guy makes a guy feel good especially when he's never owned a dog before like that yeah, you know exactly. and did all the training myself so it, it makes me feel good is there one memory that you can bring up a story that the dog did amazing and can you explain it yeah yeah so <laughs> going back to south dakota we got yes, <laughs> we got a pit in south dakota um it, right there uh, just east of redfield and uh it, it's probably my favorite hunt spot for for south or for south dakota snows mm-hmm. we were sitting up in this pit and how this pit sits is it's on a on a hill uh it's in a cow pasture below the pit there's a big i'd say it's about 10 acre pond there's about 15 feet or so of frags that go all around the pond but when you're sitting in the pit you can see inside the water so we volleyed into some geese um we got volleyed into some geese one cripple went in the water in the middle of the pond. We could see it from the pit, no problem. Now, I marked my dog center. She kept getting to the weeds. Um, she couldn't see. Uh, when you get ground level down at uh, down at the shore, it's a whole different ball game. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't see in the water. It's just a wall of weeds. Center three or four times. She, she couldn't get through the weeds, which I mean, I wasn't really t- stressing it too much. Uh, I just kind of kept an eye on it, and then. Uh, about 20 minutes later, we're sitting in the pit. And one of my clients says, "Hey, I think that's that goose right there." And we go, we kind of look over, and sure thing that that uh, greater snow is sitting on the levee on the other side of that pond. Now, now there, now it's not in the water. Now it's, now Sadie's got a mark on it. And now I, I look at Sadie, and Sadie, I pretty much just point. She's looked at it, and she starts shaking. I know she's locked onto it. My, mind you, the. Clients have already seen her try and go out there about three or four times. She hadn't got back yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that that goose is on the levee and it's on dry ground, I know that she'll get it. So I looked at one of the clients and said, I'll go get that go get that bird with my dog. She, the one guy said, looked at me, I bet you 100 bucks she, can't get it. she won't get that. I said, what do you mean? She, she can see it now. It's no no worries, you know. And yeah. So... We shook, did the deal. No. Yeah, did the deal. She went She went up. Uh, instead of going through the pond, across the pond the short way, she ended up t- going around the pond, up and down the hills. You know, Onyx, I wasn't right at the location when she picked up the goose, but Onyx, um, I kind of did the little the pins and yeah. whatnot, and I estimated it was a little over 1,300 yards one way. Damn. Yeah, she brought that bird back, and I had eight guys' jaws hitting the bottom of the pay- pavement. <laughs> 
You got the hundred bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. You, I, you better have gotten a dog bone for her. Then. Oh yeah, say she loves it. Yeah, you know she that goes straight to dog food. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's uh, what's one of the biggest things that you love doing for snow goose hunting? I mean, obviously there's big spins and everybody loves like shooting into big volleys. But what's your favorite thing about snow goose hunting? So my favorite thing about snow goose hunting, um. A lot of guys come out, they, they like hunting over the big spreads, 7,000 decoy spreads, whatnot. I like hunting small axes. I like running 150 full bodies, getting a really good hide lane in whites. That's my favorite. Really? Yeah, and, I and you know, the big spins are cool, don't get me wrong, but I think you kind of lose lose yourself in the moment when you got 10,000 birds over top. You, uh, when you kind of pull up, you're just kind of just watching everything. You're not really taking... All right, let's let's kill these things. So I, I like I like them smaller groups, um, smaller spreads. I like small. I love small sets. Um, I I would most definitely say that smaller smaller hunts are, are better. Yeah, yeah. That's probably that's just about the my easiest favorite. way to put it. Yeah, and, and it's not even because it's less work. It's just I enjoy it more because snows are. I mean, snows are usually volume by numbers, you know. <laughs> so it's usually throw as many decoys you got. If you know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy that's got six thousand <laughs> more decoys, you're getting a hold of him, throwing them out there, you know. Yeah. So when when they do it right over when you're hunting a small axe and uh, I mean small spreads, I, it's nothing beats it, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just like do you still get mad at them. Oh, I got you. I got some gray hairs here. Come on now, I'm only 23. Even you're growing it in the back. Exactly. How you long know? you been growing it in the back? Uh, three years, three I think. Years. Yeah, I haven't had a haircut in about three years. Nice little shake. Oh yeah, yeah. I, get, I tell you what, uh, with this heat, I mean, it's I've contemplated cutting it off a couple times. Now I'll tell you that. Yeah, I was trying to grow a mullet. Then I had my cousin's wedding. And I texted her. I said, Hey, uh, I didn't know if I told you, but I was growing out a mullet. She said, No, you didn't. So I ended up having to cut it. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't need negative people like that in your yeah. life. <laughs> no, it's being a favorite person. Yeah. Goes back to him, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, sir. So, you just gotta, you just gotta be nice and everything of that nature. So right. Um, game fair, you've had fun. Oh, game fair is blast! Uh, this is my first time out here. I've always Same heard. Same here. I've heard, yeah, I've always heard about this show. It's it's been uh, so. I do a lot of uh, contest duck calling, and all my buddies have been out here and just hear countless stories about game fair and the after parties and whatnot. And yeah. it's something that I really. Uh, yeah, I gotta thank you on air for the ride. Okay. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> that, that was a good night. That it was, was a good it night. Was a fun night. Yes, sir. So, uh, game fair. It is second to none. If you've never been out to this show, I would definitely recommend definitely come, come out. Yeah, you. I mean, whether you're into upland game, deer hunting, waterfowl, or just dogs, I mean, there's a little bit of everything here for everybody. Um, I was actually kind of blown away with how big the event was and everything. I mean, super organized. It's awesome coming from a vendor standpoint. Absolutely. Well, Garrett, thank you so much for coming on. Text me when you come to South Dakota. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll be there about uh, first week of March, somewhere right around there. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Gary. Yes, sir.